you have to build up resiliency and you have to ask yourself, what really is the qualities? What are the qualities probably going to require of you to be effective? Anyone, tell me some uh, anything that you can see would be a requirement. What, what qualities, what traits do you think you would need to be a leader in the 21st century? Yes? To deal with different type of personalities okay. and to know how to be aggressive in some situations, how to be... And let's say assertive instead of aggressive. Yeah. Assertive, okay. Yeah, you'd be firm on some... Firm, but fair, right? To be flexible in okay. different situations. Okay. More transparent. Okay. Multitasking. Multitasking. skills. Superb communication skills. Now, the first thing is, what I highlight is bringing out, understanding how to bring out the best in people. And it's harder, but even the people you don't particularly like. So there's something that I always tell people in the workplace when they come to me and they say, how do I deal with this person? And I say, well, tell me about this person. And they spend the entire time telling me everything that's wrong with the person. And then I have to say, well, what's good about them? And oftentimes they say, nothing. (laughs) And then I have to say, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but they're not actually the problem you are. Because what you accentuate in people is what's going to grow the most. You accentuate people's weakness, that's what you're going to have. If you accentuate and play to people's strengths, that's what you're going to have. Unfortunately, a lot of people can't get that. I'm going to tell you what I think is required for the 21st century leader. And it's many of the qualities that many of you have said. First is, is understanding complexity. That as much as you think you know the answer, you don't. One of the things I learned in in my doctoral studies is, the more educated you get, the more you realize you don't know everything because there's so many variables, right? How many of you have good intuition and you can meet someone and get a gut feeling if they're decent or not? And I will tell you that there are times that you are 100% wrong, right? So is it bad to have intuition? No. But do you need to support it with other data to support your premise that you think someone may be this or that? Yeah, right? And as a leader, you have to be able to learn to do that. So dealing with mental complexity, emotional intelligence is half the battle. You first have to get through how can you work with people and how can you be able to recognize how people are seeing you and instead of you demanding they change, how can you shift some of your behaviors that will help them change some of theirs? Does that make sense? So emotional intelligence is huge in having that agility to be able to see right away you know what, this isn't working, I'm going to take a step back, or this isn't the right timing to push this initiative forward right now. I'm going to actually back off a little bit, and let's see, maybe there's another time for that. Leading through complex change, which is healthcare, right? How about being highly strategic thinkers? What does that mean? What does it mean to be a highly strategic thinker? What it really means is, instead of you just trying to get your way, Try to achieve the long-term objective, understanding that many times you're not going to get your way, but you have to mitigate the cost of that and say, may not be able to get this, but if we work around that later and get this and put the right people in place, right stakeholders on board, we should be able to get this going through, 
right? So it's throwing your pride out the window. How about inspiring people? Can I motivate you? No, you can motivate yourself, but I can inspire you to get motivated. And how can I do that again by calling out the great things in you, finding out what your passions are, and helping you get to where you're trying to get, and maximizing that within the organization. How about these people skills? You know, being able to um, really develop deep, high trust relationships for collaboration. How hard is that to do? It's hard. Unfortunately, one of the worst things that's happening in this new age of technology and everything is the level of trust between people, even friends, is just going south. Because what are people doing? How many watch that show? Um, is it Big Brother? Have you watch it ever? One day watch just one show. It'll be enough. It'll be enough. And watch how manipulating, conniving people can walk into one person after just talking trash about them and smile. You know I'm there for you. You know I think the world of you. You know I would never say anything bad about you. And that's an exact description of today's workplace. No matter where you work, unfortunately. It is what it is. How do you navigate through that? How do you break through barriers that you think you can't get through? How do you act with deep courage knowing that everyone's against you and you need to push forward? These are things that you have to really ask yourself, do you have those abilities or do you want to have them? Because that's what it's going to take to transform organizations. So you have to say, am I up to it? And the greatest thing you can say is, I'm not sure. Because if you just say yes, it's usually out of a position of arrogance or I got this, I don't need, I don't need to learn anything. Believe it or not, when we actually find ourselves weak and vulnerable is when we're actually the strongest. Generally because we recognize we need to look, we need to pause, we need to see what's going on. We need to ask people around us, what are you thinking about this? Am I not seeing this right? All of those things. Healthcare should be a privilege to work in, an absolute privilege, because people are putting their lives in your hands. Raise your hand if you know someone that's been harmed somehow in a hospital from some kind of a mistake. Anybody? Medication or anything? Look at the hands go up. Over half the room. 40 people in here, we got half the room saying yeah. So policies are designed for what? <coughs> hey, let's put a policy in place to make sure this doesn't happen again, right? How are we governed? How are we regulated? The problem with policy is what do we as humans do for policy? Let's think of when we're little. You go to mom and say, mom, can I go do this? And mom says, I don't know, check with your dad. And so we manipulate it and say, dad, mom said it's okay. Are you okay with it? And then yes, and then you go do your thing until mom and dad get together. And then mom says to dad, yeah, I was surprised you know, that you said that she could go. Oh, well, she said you said it was okay. I didn't. I told her to ask you. Oh, well, I and then the kid comes home and goes, oh, I was so confused. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> right? What does it look like in healthcare? We have to get people to start saying policy is structure, which actually helps us. Right? And the same goes in our personal lives. Think about in your personal life decisions you make 
Think about decisions you make that keep setting you up for failure and you keep making the same mistake over and over again. I'll tell you the easiest one. How many of you keep getting in relationships with that just never works out? <laughs> Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Think about it. You're attracting the wrong person. That's what's happening. And until you reinvent yourself, you're going to keep attracting trash. And until you change something, you're going to have to keep expecting that. Same thing in healthcare. Until we actually change, change behaviors, mindsets, to get people to treat patients like this is my mom in there. Oh gosh, what about if I get hurt and have to be in the hospital? How do I want to be treated? And so now we're seeing a big policy push of what? Patient and family-centered care. Now some people are like, oh, the families don't know what's going on. They just need to listen to us. We'll tell them what's right. No. Because guess what the data shows? The more you engage patients and their families, the lower the readmit rates, errors are decreasing, all sorts of things. Healing is faster, right? So that's what we're going to talk a lot about within the context of policy over the next eight weeks. And consider over your next five years how you're going to start shaping yourself and what policy or controls are you going to put in place to help keep you driven towards where it is you're trying to get.